0: All right, Krista, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, thanks for having me.
0: So go ahead and kick us off. Um, where are you based out of and where's home originally?
1: Okay, um, I live in Austin, Texas right now and I've lived here for about 16 years. I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas and my company is based out of Dallas, Texas.
0: And where do you work?
1: Um, I work from my home, actually, in Austin.
0: That's awesome setup. Um, So um, a lot of people in HR didn't study HR when they were in college. Uh, What did you major in and where did you go to school?
1: Um, I graduated from Kansas State University, which is in the lovely Manhattan, the little apple of Kansas. Um, I have a double major in psychology and public relations, which was in the School of Journalism. And yeah, I did not uh, plan to get into the HR side of things
0: as I grew up. That's awesome. Very few people do. So that's all right. <laughs> yes. Um, what, what was your very first job at a college?
1: Um, I, you know, I feel like I'm really blessed to say I'm, I'm actually still in the same industry as when I graduated from college. And my very first, what I would term real job, I was a waitress for many, many years for my real job. Um, I worked for Fairfield Residential, and they manage apartment communities um, in the United States, as well as the company I work for today, which is Lincoln Property Company
0: and now you're at Lincoln Property Company. What's your role and and what do you do there?
1: Um, I work for, um, Lincoln also manages apartment communities and we build them and sell them and manage them for third-party owners as well as internally within. Um, And I've worked for them for about nine and a half years, uh, three different times. So this is my third time back. (laughs) Um, And uh, we, uh, can we do that question one more time? Yeah, sure thing. Do you ever you cut? Oh my gosh, I didn't even ask you that.
0: No, we we do. Yeah, we we splice it together. Thank God. Okay, <laughs>
1: let's ask me that question again because that wasn't very concise.
0: So <laughs> what what what? One second. And what do you do at Lincoln Property Group? Thank you.
1: Um, I work for Lincoln Property Company, and I'm the Vice President of Learning and Talent Development. I've worked at Lincoln three separate times for a total of almost ten years. And we manage apartment communities across the United States. We're the second largest developer and manager of apartments. We have about 500 communities
0: across the United States. That's awesome. And how many employees work at those over 500 communities?
1: Um, We actually have 5,000 associates, including our military division. But I directly oversee only the conventional apartment side. And we have about 4,000 associates on the conventional side.
0: That's awesome. And roughly how many jobs do you have open across the company right now?
1: Um, We have about 80 positions that are currently open, probably give or take 25.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we have a lot of positions always open. And uh, the company, from a Glassdoor perspective, do you know what your company's Glassdoor score is?
1: Yes, we have three and a half stars right now, and we are actively working to improve that uh, with some things that we have happening for next year. So we're excited to see if we can get it
0: higher. That's awesome. And what, what in your mind is just the single biggest issue that you're facing in your role right now?
1: Probably the same issue that I think most companies are facing right now, which is hiring and retaining our associates. The job market is super tight. Um, it's especially tight for uh, for us because we hire so many younger folks who are just out of college. So the competition is rough. Our pay scale you know, is often a lower pay scale for someone coming in. Um, property management, just like you mentioned about HR, is not something that people often know about, um, and they certainly don't plan to do that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So it's something that is very new to many people, and, um, and I'll be really honest, I think a lot of times college graduates come out, I think they'll work in a corporate environment, they end up coming to work for Lincoln Property Company, and they're a little disappointed uh, that they didn't get to start out in corporate. They're, you know, still working um, five days a week and on the weekends. Um, so for us, it's a real challenge to get people motivated to stay long enough to reach the income levels that they're happy with. Um, it's a real challenge for us to get these associates trained in a real estate industry that they know nothing about. Um, we, we train salespeople, we train, um, our, maintenance associates as well. So we have that side. And then of course we have our business managers and our upper mid-level managers, which are regional property managers. And they offer often oversee eight or nine apartment communities. So they have responsibilities also to multiple stakeholders. They are responsible to their customer, obviously our residents, but they're also responsible to build teams, um, build mid-level management, and then communicate with ownership. Um, so they have multiple bosses. So we really have a lot of different positions that we uh, work to train and develop, and our biggest challenge is hiring the right people
0: and then retaining them for sure. like A lot of these employees, they're, they're fresh out of college. This might be their first job that isn't on campus, um, but there is a lot of upward mobility there. They can start to lead larger groups. They can manage their unit, multiple units. So how are you kind of setting it up so that The people that you do get in actually stick around long enough to to reach those you know parts of the company
1: um you know it's 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 been very challenging um and i'd say um our average turnover within our industry is right at 40 percent. so if you can imagine turning over your entire workforce half of it every year um that's been one of our struggles so even incrementally getting down our turnover even by one or two percent we've estimated would save us um Per 1%, about $2 million of operating income a year. So, so what we've done is, is we've really decided to focus on um, the, our culture initiative. And our culture initiative is all built around coaching. Um, and that has really been a profound change. We are known for being a strong operator. Um, so our processes, our policies have really been the focus of much of our learning and our um, HR side in the past. Uh, very oriented around step-by-step instructions and day-to-day uh, position development, which is still critical. We can't lose that either. But, um, but we're, we're trying to make a, a very strategic and targeted shift to coaching. And, um, and thats uh, that's been a real journey for us. Um, it's definitely been something that has not been an, an easy change and what we're still working on.
0: When did this uh, journey all get started then?
1: Sounds we like
0: start, a
1: journey. It's it has been. Um, we started about three years ago, and um, when we started, it was it was we decided to start off with really a year of uh, more of what I'd term a soft sell to to our associates, and it was um, just letting them know that we were going to be making this shift, and even just talking about what is coaching like, what does that even What does that start to mean? I I would even go as far as to say we scratched the surface the first year. And we talked about four things a lot. And that was um, the four tenets of coaching, uh, getting to know your associate personally, just starting to build that relationship, uh, teaching our associates how to set goals. We use clear goals um, instead of the traditional smart goals because we work so much in teams and so many things we do are, are long term. Um, And then we also talked about uh, not just setting the goals, but matching our associates' talents and strengths to get their promotions. And to that end, in year two, so again, the process, we started doing strength finders and we do strength finders with all of our new hires who come in. That's actually part of their orientation. And we talk about where their strengths um, personally work with the company and what how, what they're bringing to the table and really talk a lot about teams at that point and how um, the differences in the team strengthen the team. So why diversity really matters in your team, um, especially in terms of strengths, which often can annoy you if their strengths are not your strengths right. um, and why that's still great, you know, when they actually annoy you because that means they're much better at something than you are in some area. Um, and then, and then from there, um, I'm going to look at my notes real quick. Uh, just having the, rewards and recognition rem- remembered as well. Uh, one of the things that our engagement survey shows us um, or showed us, I guess I should say, um, and that we continue to work on is that we don't do enough rewarding. We don't do enough recognizing of achievements. Yeah. Um, and I think for ha- being a apartment manager, there's so many things going on with our associates. You know, they're they're trying to manage um, marketing. They're trying to manage maintenance. They're trying to manage their, their customers experience and making sure that their customers getting communicated with, which I think communication for all companies is probably the hardest thing we all work at. Yeah. Um, so from, from there, it's, it's, it's hard to remember to stop and smell the roses with your associates for five seconds yeah. and say, I saw that really hard interaction with that, that neighbor and you did an amazing job and you, you know, and here's why and be specific. So trying to, re- to remind everyone how important it is to stop and actually acknowledge the small wins on a daily basis. So that was the whole first year. So the first year was really just, these are four things you can start to really have that personalized conversation. And talking a lot about, this is just having more conversations and not so process driven. Not so, did you do this? You're responsible for tasks. Let's get those tasks done. Oh, and I need to train you.
0: Yeah, just the, you you get with your employees. Yes. And, and just give a sense of scale, like at each apartment location, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a team that manages that one unit. What does that typically look like? Like how many people are usually there? At one of your you
1: know, we um, we have a rule in the in the apartment management industry, which I think is a bit outdated. I'll be honest. but It's called a one to 100 rule. So pretty much usually you have approximately one person for where every 100 apartments you manage. So I'd say most communities that we manage um, are around 250 units to 350 units, so that size. Um, so you'd pretty much, I'd say a, a normal office has three office associates and three maintenance associates. Um, that's that's the, the, the norm. Um, but you know, we have as much as a 2,000 unit community and they can have teams up to 20 people um, that they staff. And then our regionals, of course, I would say again, often have between five and eight apartment communities that they oversee. And so they could have anywhere from, you know, personally 20 associates that they manage um, to, you know, 60 associates that they manage. So it, it, that varies more on the regional property manager side.
0: Have there been any big wins that you've been able to see since implementing strength finders of saying, Hey, as soon as you start, you're going to take this assessment and we're going to talk about it. Yeah.
1: Um, I think the biggest win has been, um, talking with our leadership. So a huge part of the coaching culture in year two and three um, has been really bringing the leadership team in and really discussing with them the business reasons behind strength finders and behind coaching. Um, And I think, believe it or not, the biggest win has been that the leadership understands that, um, that the soft skills that we are instilling within our team and within them as well is really all related to engagement and productivity. And I think for a long time, um, Lincoln in particular has been such an operator that we were focused more on um, items and not on people.
0: Yeah,
1: um, we have fairly good engagement, and I think we've 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 managed to have quite a good hiring process through the years, uh, full of you know um, benchmarking. Uh, we use Outmatch now, but you know characteristics of the best people in the best roles, and so we we've had good. Um, I think luck with hiring people that have a service mindset, but I don't think after that process um, that we had a really great way of talking with our associates more about um, development and growth and how you develop and grow your associates versus you just get them to learn the tasks that they need and that drives the position. Um, and and again, I think that's the problem everyone's having within industry right now is trying to teach that side of um, how to have those conversations with your associates to grow them yeah. and keep them really engaged. Um, and so along with strength finders, um, we are now moving, uh, this past year we moved into, we trained all of our leadership team on coaching and we use Zinger Folkman. That's the company we chose to go with. And we chose to go with them because Zinger Folkman is very focused on research and we needed that from for our leadership team. Our leadership team is not a warm and fuzzy. You know, they they um, they're operators. They grew up often in property management. That's how they've got to be into their vice president role, their regional property manager role. They're very good at financials. Um, they're often very analytical people um, that that have thrived there. Um, obviously, the ones that thrive the most most have the soft skill on their side too. Uh, but we needed to show them that there was yeah that there was such a benefit and moving more to these discussions and moving more to questioning versus telling, um, and moving more into, um, recognizing and rewarding even, um, and that the happiness and the, and the satisfaction of personal relationships drives every indicator of engagement and productivity. So, um, so that's been a real unique journey this
0: year. Like what did, what did those executives like, look at or what are the things that you were able to bottle up and say, like, look, employee satisfaction, and happiness drives this metric you care about? Like, what were those things that you could point to?
1: You know, um, it, it, it wasn't easy. Um, we did a lot of research just around, and, and luckily, of course, Singer Folkman has a lot of research for us to use as well. Um, but we did um, a variety of things to try and drive home the need for more coaching, and in particular for us, we needed a software software platform to um, drive this initiative forward. So one of the things we did is we spent a lot of time surveying our associates in particular. Um, we asked them about how often they were cross-trained, which is for us a huge indicator of the ability to be promoted since most of our positions are rely on the former position to get where you need to be in the next position. Um, so we did a lot of surveying. Um, we actually went out this past year and did roundtable discussions with our associates and talked a lot about what were they not receiving from us in terms of growth and development. And um, and from that, we were really able to glean some video cases that we used with our exec team to say, here's the problem, and it's not us saying it's an issue. Here's our actual associates saying it. It, there's issues. Um, we were able to rely, of course, on our engagement surveys that we do yearly that break that are fairly intense. Um, we also moved to using pulse surveys on our uh, intranet, where we can just gauge associates' quick feedback, uh, and we have pretty high usage. We have about 10 that that answer those from our whole company, which isn't bad if you know anything about surveying. It's not too shabby. Um, so, so we're. We feel like we we had to make a real business case, but it wasn't necessarily just information from you know harvard business review and um and Senior Folkman it was also from our own associates and they really said they needed a lot more goal setting and a lot more emphasis on how to get promoted because for them it's a very confusing rise to the top at least that's how we've done it had been confusing
0: and you know, it sounds like one of the biggest things could just be like. Mapping a very clear path, like here's how you get promoted. There's a few steps to getting there. You just got to know what these goals are, and then you got to attack those goals. And a lot of these employees maybe never knew what that goalpost was or didn't know what those steps were before someone was willing to have that conversation. That's
1: first of all, they weren't even having conversations, I think, enough around what their aspirations were for their people. Um, a lot of our management team, I think, is often afraid to talk to their younger associates yeah. because property management is such a enigma. Um, so they, they spend a lot of times worrying that they're, if they ask their younger associate, their younger associate will say, well, I don't really want to do this. You know, when I grow up, this is a temporary position for me. Yeah. Um, and I think what, one of the things we've really tried to, um, build out as part of the training surrounding coaching is you still want to have those conversations. Cause most of us thought that, I mean, 90%, I think of people that, that end up staying within property management started out with, no thought to actually staying, you know, it was very temporary, I'm going to move on and, you know, become a corporate guru and, um, you know, and, and become a CEO in 10 years, um, or I, our associates now, I want to be a CEO, you know, two years or so, it should be there. It next <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> and, um,
0: yeah. One year, 12 months done.
1: Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so just even getting our managers to feel comfortable starting to have those conversations and not be afraid of, of when their associate says, yeah, I want to leave. You know, and how can you build on their um, possibly, you know, their aspirations that may be outside of our business, but that really can actually be funneled back into something they can learn here. Um, And so how can we get those conversations going? And and then, like I said, we needed a, a, we needed a structure. That was one of the things the surveying showed us was people knew we were trying to coach and they knew that they were supposed to talk about um, things more openly with their associates more vulnerably. They were supposed to um, start to question them about their careers and, you know, really get to know their goals personally and where they wanted to go, but they didn't know from there how to do it. They're kind of like, great. I talked with my associate okay, that's, you know, that's not enough structure. So we looked at different software um, this year and um, that really went nicely with our round tables because we needed to find out from our associates, what did they consider would be helpful, but not overwhelming. So I think again, a lot of businesses are struggling with, do you do um, coaching constantly? Do you do coaching once a month? Do you do coaching quarterly? Um, What is the level of documentation that you want to maintain um, what about the other side, which is when people are failing and they actually need to either immediately improve or be worked out of the business? Um, so we, we started to look at software along with having these roundtable discussions with our, our associates. And we found um, some things we didn't expect uh, believe it or not, our associates weren't thrilled about having an app on their phone, which I was kind of surprised by. I thought everybody would be app driven. Um, but it was a mixed, I'd say it was about 50% that were good and 50% were like, eh. Um, a lot of them were concerned with being bothered on their time off and that they would get feedback that was critical while they were off work, which I thought was funny. Um, So uh, we really have moved to, we're we're going to contract with Reflective for next year. Um, Reflective and Trackstar ended up being our top two choices. And we looked at some more traditional. We looked at Dayforce, uh, which we already use on our um, back end for time. Um, And then we also looked at um, Halogen, which is, you know, very well known. Halogen was very good um, in many ways, but we really wanted something that was um, attractive and easy to use. And I know that attractiveness may not sound exciting, but when you're dealing with younger people that expect it to be sleek and cool, yep. um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a factor for us, it really was. Um, and Trackstar and Reflective really did those things. But, what they, but where Reflective really went out was they have a plugin that you can actually use in Gmail. Um, and so for us, we don't use Outlook, although they have one for Outlook too. Um, they don't have to leave their inbox. They can literally write feedback to people Um, comments about discussions in Gmail without ever having to leave their email. So for us, that's a game changer because just getting people to log in, we already have multiple software systems they use to manage their communities. Um, Logging in is probably our biggest challenge, bar none. If they don't have to log in, that's amazing. Um, And then from there, we decided to do quarterly check ins So once a month for us, way too overwhelming for people. That was definitely came back as don't do that, we will die um but quarterly everyone was actually excited about which i was kind of surprised by that too i thought everyone would feel um it was just overwhelming in general um because our people are notorious for feeling overworked i'd say that's one thing that always comes back from our surveys um and they didn't think that was overwhelming once a quarter seemed very good with them um and and we're only asking three questions so we're not making this super difficult it's just you know um Tell me about your goals that you want to set for this next quarter, um, and of course, rehash your goals from the last quarter. And then, um, and then the other two questions are: What can I help you do better? And where do you want to? Where, what do you want to learn? And what is one thing that you could change? So very simple, which for us is huge and a game changer. Yeah, uh, we're not known for being simple, I would say. Um, and um, and then and then we are still going to do a year in review, which was also sort of. Sh- shocking. Um, we thought when we went into this that maybe we would do away with reviews altogether and our leadership team and our associates came back and said no they really wanted a definitive end of the year review um, but we are changing a lot great. of it. It's-
0: That's great. Go ahead I'm sorry. Or they agreed both the employees and management were like we want that it's something that we like don't take it away please. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and for us, that's you know
0: good when they agree.
1: <laughs> Definitely good when they agree. Um, but we're not going to do scoring. We, we're not going to do the one through five. Uh, We've we changed that. Um, it's going, to, uh, well, I should say, the back end will still score it. So we will still have a way to for the leadership teams to actually look very objectively. But for the associates, there won't be a score associated. Um, it'll just be words, You know, basically needs improvement all the way to you're doing a superb job. Um, and and they'll be able to to rank it more easily within that. And then you will get a score on the back end, um, but it won't be visible and it won't confuse the associate, which they said our one to five scale that we currently have for them was just infinitely confusing. So um, that's a real good thing for us moving forward too.
0: So it sounds like, uh, so you're still on the the three year journey, but uh, just being able to keep it really simple, uh, really short, uh, make it something that like employees really bought into, management really bought into. And uh, I have a feeling I, I might know the answer to the next question, which is what's your favorite HR tech tool?
1: <laughs> um, well, you, you've nailed it. I mean, right there. Right now, it's reflective is going to be my favorite, but we haven't implemented. So who knows? Um,
0: it may the Implementation here.
1: Yes. I mean, implementation notoriously sucks. So I definitely thing. think we should. We
0: go live. Let's see if it's the same afterwards.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I think I'm, I'm super into metrics. So my second favorite metrics are really just our turnover and our promotions um, and, and seeing where the changes are there and really trying to tie them to um, what our associates are thinking and feeling. And, And since we are so large, we have definitely different regions of the country that we look at. So it is fairly easy to tell you know what's going on in certain parts of the country and who's doing better and who's struggling and then taking those regions and using their best practices in other regions
0: that's awesome all right final question yes one piece of advice if you were to rewind you're about to start your very first job uh working at that other uh property management company Uh, (laughs) what's one piece of advice you'd give to yourself or someone else in your shoes
1: you know, okay, so I thought about this uh, quite a bit um, when you told me this question. And I I actually have two pieces of, I think, just critical advice. So the first one is, um, when you're younger, especially, find some mentors, some people that you think are just amazing, and just ask them questions. And people love, I think, being, you know, that expert. I mean, uh, that's one of the problems with coaching. People don't want to, you know, they just always (laughs) want to tell you what to do. They don't want to Um, necessarily ask you the questions to help you get there Um, so find that mentor who will tell you what to do often and who you can question extensively yourself Um, and don't just find one find multiple people especially people who are good at things you're not good at Um, because they can really give you a sense of how people like that think so that you can you know, learn to deal with people, um, as you move up in your career, who think more in the way that they think, um, it just gives you such a, you know, opportunity to push yourself and grow. Um, so find mentors. That's my first one. Um, especially the younger you are, the better. And my second one is, um, don't get outdated. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, younger people come in and you're always on the cutting edge when you're just out of school. Cause you've just had, uh, well, cause you're younger, frankly. So you've had, access to all these tech tools. They're so easy for you. My kids can do things, you know, often that I'm like, wow, you know, um, and I think as you get older and as you progress in your career, you get really comfortable with what you're good at and you have a sweet spot there. Um, but you have to keep pushing yourself. You have to be uncomfortable. You have to keep learning things that frankly, probably not thrilled to be learning, (laughs) um, but to keep you on the, on the cutting edge and, um, got to keep reading. So I would really encourage you to to maintain a growth mindset and not just in thoughts, but actually in learning software, Um, learning totally new, you know, statistics that are going to drive your company forward and whatever you think is the most important or whatever your strategy is personally. So um, keep that growth mindset, but do it. Don't just just learn it, do it. Actually get out there, learn software, (laughs) do things that are grossly uncomfortable for yourself.
0: That's awesome. Well, we got Krista from Lincoln Property Company. Her two pieces of advice are find a lot of mentors and uh, and and keep learning new stuff. Yep. Yep.
1: That's awesome.
0: Thanks so much for being on the show, Krista.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was fun.